hey, 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 it might just have been me, but I felt like the music going sounded like latency. I don't know what's going on with that. It was fun. But anyway, Bill was. Dancing. I was totally digging it. I was totally digging. It. I really like the. I really like the opening music for the show. Love it too, man. Thank you so much. I got a new countdown too for us instead of the whole generic countdown. See that new countdown? I know. I think I like the old music better. The 31, 30 seconds down? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It just like got me fired up. I like the generic uh, stream yard thing. I was trying to make it whatever. Oh, it got I, me fired. Fired up. I know. Spirit media guy just cut me down. That's bad. News. No, no, it's it's subjective. It's like you like my cookies, you don't like my cookies. You know, it's not like I said Man, it was a turd like or anything. We just uh, uh, we just had our our chat just a couple days ago. Here we are again today, and I'm like, I see Bill now a lot. I see all the time, which I'm super excited to see you. So, how have you been the past few days? Just great, absolutely great. It's it's uh, still crazy blessed busy time we're uh, you know it, it's it's kind of like i'm starting my career over again uh really? in that and i say this in, in that um when i used to the first time i was directing live television i remember i would dream about it every night every night i'd be dreaming about it and now that we are producing i mean numerous virtual events i mean when i directed live tv i was directing multiple shows a day so I was consumed by the energy and the problem solving of how am I going to cut this camera structure of the show? Boom, boom, boom. Now that we're doing so many virtual events, um, I find myself problem solving all the time based upon these parameters because people say, well, I want to raise money. or I want to, um, you know, build a sense of belief in my company going into 2021, or I want to do this, or I want to do this product launcher. And so when you start breaking down the strategies, of what it takes to do that, the messaging, the show flow, and then dealing with my my cast, which are usually non-professional, most of my cast. I mean, I get to work with, with people that do things like this for a living once in a while, but right now, a lot of my work is with folks the pros that instead of amateurs like me. I'm such an amateur. No, 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 no. I'm 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 saying that you know, corporate executives and nonprofit executives are good at what they do. But it's another skill to be able to communicate effectively on television and media, to be able to have a relationship with a camera, which is a relationship yeah. with an audience. There's a whole psychology and, and, and skill set to develop there. A lot of people just don't have it, and that's okay, but you need to develop it. And so I spent a lot of time working on that, and then darn, I dream about it. So last night... Never I was directing a bunch of shows last night. So when I got wow, were they morning, like, were they just like TV shows? Like good morning, good morning, everybody, or was it like? Oh no, no, it was, it was it was it was the corporate folks. It, it was, was corporate, working with corporate executives. Then. No, 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 and it's not. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Let me clarify. When I dream about it, it's not that it's a. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not that it's a nightmare, but the idea that I'm problem solving how to help them facilitate or to orchestrate, or I'm not going into a giant studio, I might be working in the facility, you know, flying to their team and, and directing things. And so it's it's a constant puzzle and I'm having a ball doing it. And it's one of those things where it's like, 
dang, I'm dreaming about it again. So that to that degree, I think there's a time, you know, this is a gateway to you, where you talk about <laughs> the idea of being unconsciously incompetent. You talked about the journey to become consciously competent. And right. then the point of being unconsciously competent, just, and that's really in a lot of the skill sets related to media, marketing, and television, that's my world. That's where I, I kind of live. But this one actually forces me to be consciously competent because I'm working with people that are un unconsciously incompetent to take them on that journey. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it's, a, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's a wonderful process. I love it. And that is curiously what you've been teaching about so let me yeah let me just turn it over the journey and i appreciate that i think uh today is i think we're at episode nine today number zero zero nine yes 90 right. episode 90 yeah <laughs> nine. it seems like forever already but it's been we're only, only at nine so um, if you want to go back folks for the past uh six seven eight shows You'll really be able to dig into when we started talking about the fifth gear. I mean, we're way into it now, uh, but that doesn't mean you can't catch up. And that obviously doesn't mean that you can't be a part of what we're doing because you can go right here to flight school online at gmail.com and uh, email us. I'll be happy to send you our show notes. Absolutely. Nope. Whatsoever. And you'll be able to catch up super easy. Yeah, get the show. So, get the show notes. They're absolutely free. Yeah, absolutely. They're not just free. They're absolutely free. <laughs> so yes. one of the things Bill talking about with the fifth gear is that that conscious competence, that place where you know you're watching, you're observing, you're very aware of, and you know how to do something, looking into your unconscious competencies, those things you do in autopilot, right? So Bill's just so good at what he does with, with production and directing and this, that, and the other. So good that now he's actually dreaming about it. He can dream about his stuff, right? It's amazing. So what he has a chance to do now is break that apart to what we've been doing. And we're in the learning category of that today, um, learning personally, because once you identify what those things are in your life, I'm going fast up to it here real fast. Once you identify what those things are in your life, um, then you have to actually pull those apart, your unconscious competency I'm referring to. And to pull that apart inside of this fifth gear tool, I've put in skills that are your uh, your. Uh, precursor, your testing ground, your place to really uh, checklist yourself, right? And we've been going through several things so far and uh, just briefly go through those uh, by name just because we don't have a lot of time today. I just, just uh, know, too, that, yeah, the, the past episodes talk about these in more detail. So it's good for the sake of those that like bullet points, boom. Here are your bullet points. If you want a little That's meat right. behind them, go check out the today. Yeah, if you're here hanging out in the hangar and you get your notes, you're going, but Matt, you're going so fast, teacher. I know I am, but we we do go through all this and you still can catch up. But the, mm -hmm. the first uh, six that we've gone through so far, sustained attention, response inhibition, speed of information processing, cognitive flexibility and control, <gasps> multiple attention, working memory. It's been some fantastic episodes. The one that I've loved the most so far, I've loved them all, but I mean, a couple things really stood out to me. Uh, was a life-changing uh, option for people that have been talking about it, as well as me, instead of being so focused on tasks and accomplishing tasks and getting tasks done, not saying they never happen, but check this out, flip the script, <laughs> <laughs> you make appointments instead of a task. So 
if you have to get XYZ thing done, make an appointment with, with that. So let's say I've got to clean the garage. All right. Today, Saturday, clean the garage. So instead of saying I've got to clean the garage today, you've got an appointment with the garage. And your appointment with the garage means that nothing else can happen besides the garage. Because if you walked into the garage's office and you sat the seat of the garage, you said, hang on a second, I've got a call here from a friend of mine on Facebook. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> you should see this funny thing. Okay, go back to what you're saying. Nobody does that in a professional meeting. Right? So when you make an appointment <laughs> with somebody or something, you are actually going to honor the place, position, or person that you're a part of. And that, in sense, is is making an appointment versus uh, tasking, right? Especially for those of us that are involved in multitasking. Uh, that really, really puts a whole new frame on what that looks like. All right, this is one of the nuggets. It's in one of the other shows. But today, we're going to dig in here to number seven. And I don't think we're going to be able to get through all of this one today because it's pretty, pretty power-packed. Um, let me see if I can pull it up full screen for a moment here. All right. So number seven is um, category formation. Uh, it's organizing information, concepts, and skills into categories. And it forms the cognitive basis for higher level abilities like applying, analyzing, and evaluating those concepts and skills. Categories are the basis of language and organization of the world. It's putting things, objects, ideas, people into categories, classes, types, index, based on their similarities or common criteria. Of course, in this scenario, there's a lot of things that can immediately fly into mind, especially in our culture today. Um, but by separating people, you got black people, you got white people, you got poor people, you got rich people, you got people that speak Spanish, you got people that speak English, you got people that speak, right, whatever these things happen. So we, we, whether we like it or not, folks, we categorize things in our minds. I'm not necessarily saying going towards any particular thing now, but we do categorize things. Mm -hmm. And category formation is the process in which that happens. So, for example, if you heard somebody that says, hola, Mateo, you know, and I'm automatically going to say that is a person that speaks Spanish, they're probably from Mexico or Spain, right? My mind immediately categorizes them to another place. I mean, they could have been born in New York City and lived mm -hmm. there the whole life. It's just or Colombia. Or Colombia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, we instantly categorize things in our brains in certain ways. And uh, I did some some reading in uh, about this for, for a long time when I was setting up this tool, The Fifth Gear. And I read some stuff from people from Harvard and Stanford and Oxford and all kinds of folks that had their their definitions on category formation. And I'll tell you what, it, it gave me a headache. It was there's so much stuff that they dig into and it gets so deep into the sense that category formation is part of pride and narcissism, all kinds of these things that occur inside of category formation. So you know, just recap it again, organizing information, concepts, and skills into categories, that's a good part, uh, forms cognitive basis for higher level abilities, like applying, like, like we're thinking about business today. If you're a CEO, if you're a, a manager, if you're an HR, if you are in um, the warehouse and inventory, if you are a CPA or bookkeeper, I mean, it goes on and on. So, uh, analyzing, evaluating the concepts and skills. They're 
categories are the basis of language and organization of the world. So there's a bit of definition around category formation. So now that's that's us flying high, right? So now it's time to to land this plane. We're we're coming in. We're now departing the plane. Come on into the hangar. Have a seat, and let's have a chat for a few minutes with our co-pilot and instructor, Mr. Bill Dolan. Hello, Mr. Bill Dolan. Today we're going to talk about category formation. Well, hello, Matt. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a big subject. You know, and it's interesting. You know, I was looking forward to this in in part because we clearly live in an era where uh, people are talking about issues of racism or injustice, or um, politics, political parties. You know, are you, uh, you know, New Zealand just got done with the race. Were they the Labor Party, or were they the National Party? Are you the Democratic Party? Are you the Republican Party, or the Independent Party, or the Libertarian Party, or whatever? Birthday party. Yeah, or part of the birthday party. (laughs) The thing is, is that I, the thing that's exciting is that this is a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword because this is rooted in the limbic system. And I write about this uh, in my book, The Seven Disciplines of Relationship Marketing, because... What's that website again, Bill? Because that's a fantastic 7drm.com. I have no idea what that is. Oh, it's right behind you. Oh, there it is. Yeah. 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 Oh, there it is. Seven DRM.com. And it's just a way that links you to Amazon that you can get it. But the thing is, is that when we start talking about messaging and communication, you can't ignore this concept. And it's really rooted in the limbic system where uh, we have the hippocampus. And the hippocampus is. Can you smoke really- that? What is that? Yeah, you can smoke that. Yeah. Is our friend. In this, in this sense, that if you want to know what is that, that part of the body that needs to process information in a nanosecond, let's think about life or death. Let's think about uh, people in a not so civilized world, but in, an, in a very uncivilized world hundreds of years ago and how this has developed. And part of it is to be able to look at something and quickly assess in nanoseconds, is this a friend or a foe? And and then and then to produce an action, a fight, a flight, a freeze. What's going to happen now in response? And life or death is often dependent upon that. And that's the power and the beauty of the hippocampus. Well, when you take that as it extends out into other things, for example, the associative beliefs about maybe a brand. I know this brand is better than another. That's part of what I talk about. A person, this person is better than another. Where it gets dangerous is the categorization of classes. And that could be uh, people of color. It could be uh, their faith, their belief system, uh, their, their gender, their whatever like that. And at the point at which a tool that helps you make quick decisions now becomes an instrument of prejudice. Mm, Yes. And that is where the danger lies. It is inherent in all of us to have this vehicle. But, and I say a but, um, in case people say, well, I guess I'm stuck. I'm going to be prejudiced. Um, The truth is that all of us are going to have prejudging elements based upon the input that has been put in to this part of our brain. 
Okay. Yeah. Some folks would say that's not true, that I'm not that way at all, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. I, I don't yeah. Agree. I think we all are at some point. Now, whether we act upon things or not is another story. Well, absolutely when things are put in, especially from childhood, you know, there are preconceived things. There are prescriptive educations, things that are just ingrained in us that we can eventually overcome. But uh, it takes time, takes talent, takes takes a, a bit of practice. Well, there's some ba- there's some basic things we know that everybody fears. For example, with few exceptions, everybody fears falling. The sense of falling is born in us. Um, but uh, and the fear of difference, we also saw so many studies that we see um, where scientists are comparing groups of people and saying, oh, when something's different, that there's a little bit of, of, of caution until there's understanding. And so uh, that's why I think people are struggling right now in the season. There's a season of change. Yeah. Because we're not just talking about people are different. They're talking about a world that's different, an environment that's different, a work environment, um, a culture that is different. All those things can cause both caution. But if you have been, like you talked about how you're raised, it can also mean adventure depending upon the num- the way you have input that, that perception over time. And so uh, the the reason I, I I want to go deep into this a little bit is I believe there's a way to overcome that. And part of it is to be conscious. And this is where you took, going back to the, your squares, you went, went from unconscious incompetence. Well, I would say that there's unconscious belief systems attached to our hippocampus. But I believe that we are in a season where we can move to conscious competence. And this more than ever requires us to be conscious and deliberate. And would it be nice to think that when it comes to belief systems and prejudice about anything, could be an unconscious competence? I think that would be the prayer of every human being in this world. Do I think it is possible? I'm not sure. And until it manifests itself as something that really does exist, I think it's really important that we operate in that conscious competence that means I take captive. In fact, there is a uh, um, um, uh, writing in Paul in the New Testament and where he talks about warfare of the mind, warfare of the spirit actually. So excuse me if you're not a person of faith, but I think there's a real powerful concept here. And he says something that's been quoted millions of times over the years and uses the term, I take captive my thoughts. I take captive my thoughts. And I think there's something so powerful when we start moving through this this progression that sometimes we treat thoughts as it's just something that's going to happen to us. Yeah. And we're not conscious of it. When in fact, your thoughts can be deliberate. And when you have thoughts that are not right, and you've determined these are not right thoughts, you can immediately attach for the sake of memory and for the sake of programming to say, that's not right. That 
is not right. I'm not going to accept that I had a thought that isn't right. I'm going to take that thought. I'm going to recognize it. I'm going to acknowledge it as wrong. And I'm going to reprogram my thinking to say this is right. What also says to cast down every vain imagination is that part of that scripture in the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, so when those things happen, like you're talking about, um, especially when you know it's not right, most of us can fully understand when something's not right, right? I mean, somebody can come up and cuss like a sailor, even if you cuss. At the end of the day, if you're standing around a, a five-year-old kid, you know, oh, gotta watch my mouth because you know it's just, it's really not right. You know, sometimes you, you excuse it. But when those things become happening in your mind and you're with somebody or something or something occurs, then what we have to do is, is we take captive, like you said, and then cast down, cast down those vain imaginations, those places of unimportance, those places of ignorance, those places of, of unrest, those places of, of conflict, right? Uh, for some folks that would say, well, I'm not racist. Um, yeah, I can understand where there there can be an area that you can say that you are. So let's take, for example, take take race out of the picture, color. But let's say I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and you are a Dallas Cowboy fan. Well, now you're talking about real issues. <laughs> <laughs> real money. So if if I'm or let's say somebody is a, a Duke fan. And somebody is, no, 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 let's even go further. Let's say somebody is an Auburn fan and somebody is Emma. All right, so those two places, they despise each other. They can't stand it. They, they speak horrible things. They, they make all kinds of signs. They do all kinds of paintings and, I mean, just go nuts with coming against the other person, the other team, the other entity, whatever the case may be. And many people in that sense, let themselves go to the point of, of just pure rage with it. Right. That person might say, I'm not racist, but at the end of the day, I really wonder if you know what that really means. Right. So there are moments in our lives that we wrestle with many things like that, that can mm -hmm. pop up. So if it's something as, as vain as a football team or a baseball, basketball team, whatever, fill in the blank. And we're going to get so torn up about it. Like I've talked to people that despise that. They, if I bring a name of, of that other team, that thing up, they immediately get enraged. Mm -hmm. you know, that's a place where you have to take captive those thoughts and cast down vain imaginations, especially when we're talking about people that are in the workplace, in the uh, in executive roles and, uh, you know, higher, higher, higher roles. If you're a small business owner, mm -hmm. heck, if you're the janitor at the, at the, at the office, it doesn't matter. These are places where we have to really gain control of that. And in, in so using this tool today inside the fifth gear by looking at uh, this number seven that we're at today here, let me scroll on back down there to, to category formation. It's a, such an important place to understand how we categorize things. And then can you recognize that there's certain places in your life? That now, now we're a conscious competence looking into our unconscious competence. We only got a few minutes left. You know, can you take inventory of those places and say, 
where are those places that rub me raw when somebody tells me that um, that my football team sucks? When somebody tells me that they like Coke better than Pepsi because Pepsi tastes like pee. <laughs> I mean, whatever, right? And we just get... <laughs> How do you handle those things? How do you deal with that? It, especially at the moment, right? That's why it goes into narcissism, this whole category formation part and pride, ego. Big part of this is ego. Um, actually, the, the word ego was formed uh, not too long ago here in the uh, last century. Uh, the, actual, the actual real word before ego was just one letter, I. And it got changed over by, I think, Maybe Sigmund Freud or somebody else can't remember it off the top of my head who it was, but they changed it to ego. Um, so um, those things just kind of get in our way. So, so Bill, like um, we got we got to go to two shows on this one, but I think uh, I think we should. I think this is a, this is yeah, yeah. I'm just a big about subject because we're we're lovingly like, dancing around some of the applications. Um, but we're, talking hot, we're talking hot buttons today, and I'm know? hoping that people that are listening to this will. Think, just think for a minute about both the double-edged sword of this of this skill set, yeah, and recognize in it what what it has served you, how it has served you to be able to categorize things, which I think there's strength in, but at which point it has robbed you and might even be destroying you when you categorize people. Mm -hmm. Well, even on LinkedIn, for example, I mean, you know, most of us that are watching today are from LinkedIn, although hello, everybody on Facebook and YouTube today. Um, on LinkedIn, there are obviously many, many people from, from India that are on LinkedIn. Um, mm -hmm. There may be more Indians on LinkedIn than Americans. I got to double check my stats, but um, there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of folks can get frustrated by certain people that send uh, requests for like, I just want to leave my country and get a job somewhere else. And uh, can you please send me money? Can you just write these things start to occur? And there's a lot of talk that goes on behind the scenes about stuff like this. I'm guilty as charged because I get all those kinds of messages all the time as well. But at the, at the reality of things is, you know, there's many, many parts of that country that are extremely poor. And there's many people that are desperate to do something with their lives. And they're trying to figure out a way out and they just don't know because there's a lot of lack there. And I'll tell you, there's there's amazingly intelligent people um, in India. There's, a, there, for example, there's so much software. Brilliant. So oh, yes, brilliant, so brilliant. Some of my, well, I will say that since LinkedIn, some of my dearest friends now, I've developed incredible relationships. Where before I might have had one or two um, uh, associates in India. Yeah. Now I've developed some real friendships and I'm, I'm truly, truly uh, it's caused me to not only fall in love with these friends, but to fall in love with this country and yeah. want the very, very best for it. What a um, blessing. As a country and, and a group of incredibly resilient, brilliant people. But see, you would never have had that knowledge or experience had you not allowed certain things to happen and to come in. Right. And, you know, some folks just shut it right out. It's the Steelers versus Cowboys things, right? It's like, I don't have time for you. You're just not, you're not real or uh, you're not important to me. Or, you know, maybe it's a person that's a, a millionaire, a billionaire, and somebody's trying to ask them for how do you make your money? I don't have time for you. I mean, you're, you're never going to be who I am, right? I mean, whatever, all these types of things can, can occur in people's lives. 
Um, Gosh, I'm thinking. But I hope people recognize what they just witnessed was positive categorization. (laughs) That's true. It was very deliberate on my part, not because I was fake, but I was being real in being able to say, yes, I have started to categorize my relationships with my friends in India to be able to say, this, I really love my Indian friends and I really love my Australian friends and I'm really falling in love with my New Zealand friends and I'm really falling in love with my uh, African uh, friends. Oh, and my European friends. And it's and like, wait a minute, I got people around the world that I love that I've never would have experienced like this before. Yeah. My own little world. Yeah. So categorization, let me just say it three times really fast, (laughs) has intense value and opportunity, but it comes with crazy risks. And I'll plant one seed, and this is this, and we can talk about it next time, is that part of the danger of categorization is also based upon a root desire of all of us to feel like we know the answer. Mm. And to the degree that you want to know the answer means sometimes you will race to an answer even when it is false. And you will defend an answer because we don't want to be wrong or because we don't want to be ignorant. And we don't want to be the one that doesn't have the answer, uh, which is really, it's a, it's a pride issue. The willingness yeah. to still say, I don't know, opens up the door to be able to really get context and information and insights from various voices. But to the degree that you stop and say, I know that answer um, and I'm unwilling to hear you out is where this type of contextual uh, categorization can be destructive. And it's a great place for us to, to stop so we can pause the button here today. People put your pencils down. Uh, we are going to pick this back up on our next episode. So your, your call to action, it's Friday. So as you're moving through the weekend, uh, we started throwing some things out here that are pretty important, pretty very important. Um, and this may be one of the most important parts of the eight cognitive skills we're talking about in this whole tool of, of the fifth gear. If you don't have this thing down, uh, you're, you're going to get your gear is not going to be engaged. The tooth broken. It doesn't align. It's just not going to happen. So how do you categorize? That's my question for you today. How do you categorize things in your life? And is it, is it a healthy categorization? Are there areas in your life where you've categorized some things that are that are vain, that are unhealthy, that are unrealistic, that are prideful, that are evil? Are they there? And if they are, write them down. Like, get serious with yourself. You don't have to share it with anybody right now at all if you don't want to. This is just you, yourself. So between the three, you, me, you, and I, right? So it's just you. Write those things down and and start examining what that looks like in your life. And and on the next episode, we're going to dig into it some more and and give you some some ways out. Right. Mm -hmm. When Bill mentioned earlier before to um, 
you know, to, to take hold of, to capture. And I said to cast away. Um, that's not an easy task. Not easy at all. But it is possible. So we're going to share with you how that's possible on the next episode. So, Ooh. Ooh, Bill, this is some this is some big stuff today, Bill. Mind-blowing. Mind yeah, I'm so, so grateful we had a chance to really dig into this today. And um, wow, I'm uh, I'm just blown away. You know, we, we have a chance to talk about things, obviously, before every show. But uh, it's just fun how how it goes as we go live together to start chatting and where, where, where the Lord really takes us in our conversations. So I'm super excited for the next time. Folks, this is a great opportunity for you this weekend. Please do so. And by the way, this week, yep. you would heard a, a video that I put out with my friend um, Ahmad, and he is in Australia. And he and I put out a, a video on Tuesday for a new movement that we launched called The New Year is Now. And it's a place of hope, a place of peace. And, and our challenge was for you to make a video yourself of what is that for you? What is that place of hope? Where is that place of peace? And where can you say, I'm no longer going to be held captive by 2020 and all the problems and all the issues and all the stuff and all the mess because the new year is now. Like, I'm not waiting for January 1st. We're going to celebrate now. We're going to celebrate the pain, the hurt, the victories, the successes, all of it, and say, this is my message of hope. So if you'll join us in that movement, we said that you could make your own video, make your own post, and use that hashtag, the new year is now. And join us in this movement as we spread hope around the world. It's already been going great so far. I'm so, so excited about it. And thank you for those of you that are already participating. But for those of you that are just learning about it now, there is a video that came out on Tuesday. You'll have a chance to check it out. But uh, I love, love, love for you to be a part of that so much. So thank you for that, too. And Bill, super excited about that, you know, with the, the hope and the message of peace moving forward. And then also the message of hope and peace that we're going to share next week for folks that uh, may have realized something today that uh, that maybe today be became a conscious company. Maybe they became conscious of something that they weren't conscious of before. Yeah. And, and, we're gonna check, and I'm excited. Just know I'm, we're going to dig in more next week. It's, yeah. it's going to be, um, I think, enlightening. Uh, and it's going to be a real heart check. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Bill, thanks again so much, my brother. I appreciate you being here again as usual. And thank you folks for being with us because here at Flight School, we want to make sure that instead of always flying at 50,000 feet, sometimes it's important to land that plane and get grounded so that when you are grounded, you can again fly high. Each week, Bill and I bring you episodes to help you get and stay grounded in your business and your life with lessons that help you fly higher heights and know exactly what your flight plan is. Join us each week on Fridays at 10.30 a.m. Eastern and 7.30 a.m. Pacific Time. Welcome to Flight School.